Hey, everybody. Turner here with your off-week content from the Gimme Delude podcast, the Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition actual play podcast that still considers it an off-week if we did it twice in a row. So, hey, gang, thanks for hanging in there. This is our second guest quest. We are back to campaign episodes as of Monday the 8th. For real this time, I promise. And having learned my lesson about what happens when I say that I get ahead, I'm not even going to hint at whether or not we might get an extra guest quest out this week, because apparently the podcast gods are happy to punish me for my hubris. This episode is when we talked to Christina and Katie from Agents of Damned. They were absolutely great to have on. They had a blast, super enthusiastic, had a lot to say about their show, and we really appreciated their time. So, hey, get over and check out Agents of Damned on all your major podcast platforms to show them some appreciation for them coming on our show. Reminder, we're streaming on Mondays now, coming on strong next week, August 8th, with a spectacular fight night that I'm excited about where Dr. Emily Friedman and two of her associates are coming on for a level 20 PVP fight night. So if you don't normally watch our streaming show, time to make time for it. Head over to twitch.tv forward slash GMDLcast. Just like all the other socials at Twitter at GMDLcast. Look, I think if you look down there in the show notes, what's that there? That's a link. You'll be able to get over there and get a notification. Give us a follow and see literary figures manned by some of the most intriguing minds in academia come in and, uh, you know, face off against us. I, I don't know if there's a way that we come out of this looking good, but it should be fun to see the guys try. So cool. That's going to do it for this week. Just a reminder, Gimme the Loot is not family-friendly content due to a mix of profanity, crude humor, and the occasional bit of gore. And as with all of the rebroadcasts of our streaming content, it's not as heavily edited. There's going to be a few pauses, clicks, clacks, clangs, and clongs. You know, you would think they would have a filter for the clongs, but apparently, well, while we can put a man on the moon, and we, we can't take a clong out of a podcast. So once again, thanks for joining us and hope you enjoy the rebroadcast of the show. Boom. See, I got him while he was drinking this time. Sneak attack, everybody. (laughs) Hey, gang. Welcome to another episode of uh, Guest Quest, the uh, TTRPG community interview show brought to you by the Gimme the Loot podcast, the Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast that does not believe in smooth transitions. Uh, My name's Turner. I will be uh, introducing our guest tonight. Joining us are... Uh, Christina and Katie from the Agents of the Dam podcast. Gang, how are you? Thanks for joining. Hello. Thank you so much for having us. Hey. Yes, we are very excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, at least you two are. I don't know about the rest of my, the rest of my cast are generally just more confused to be here than excited. Um, so, and speaking of the, the confused crew, guys, would you say, uh, say hello? I am Harlan McKenzie. I'm, yes, I am uh, me. I am Harlan. I play Todd on the show uh yes <laughs> master of soup <laughs> I, I, oh, I haven't quite mastered soup just yet i'm like a, a soup apprentice oh <laughs> off-screen oh, combos confusion <laughs> <laughs> listen if you wasn't there you too bad <laughs> i'll ask questions later uh, I'm Jamie. I normally play Eldrin on the Gimme Loot podcast. Normally? 
Normally, yeah. yeah. We were all going there. <laughs> we all were lined up to spike that normally. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, I am Jazz. I play Fate on the Give Me the Loot podcast, and I'm late because it rhymes with my name. And that's why you're in the corner. That's why you're bottom rung this, this, <laughs> this episode. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Anthony. I play Bobo on the Give Me the Loot podcast. Okay, guys. Uh, joining us are Christine and Katie. They are two cast members of Agent, uh, the Agents of Damned podcast. Uh, hey, I managed to not put extra uh, uh, transitional words in there. Uh, playing uh, Winterra, Dark Knight, and Saith, Everjoy, respectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both have a ver- varied creative backgrounds, uh, enjoy cosplaying, spending time with their animals. Uh, we will be asking Katie about her hedgy bandit. Uh, and they play TTRPGs with their friends. Uh, if you'd ever want to reach out to them, respectively, their social medias are at Greekachu, which I love. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Uh, or at Miss Mystery, M-Y-S-S-M-Y-S-T-E-R-Y. And one of the cast members who is a little bit better at this than me will get that information into the chat, uh, Jazz, possibly Jazz. Um, uh, so, gang, hey, thank you for joining us, guys. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's been really awesome getting to have this set up. I do have to clarify that I also have a normally play Winterra Dark Knight, currently played Shard Rose Thorn. Ah, Situational okay. things. So. <laughs> Situational. And, uh, <laughs> we don't know how long this situation will be happening. It may be permanent. We'll see. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not a situational situation. To our arc to find out. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, see that? There you go. Always be closing. Always be promoting. That is <laughs> that is good podcasting. If only I was on a cast with people who did that. Um, so, so guys, so tell us tell us a little bit about Agents of Dan. What? Um, g- kind of give us a, just a, the the elevator pitch for the show and and what's going on currently. Yeah, Katie, do you want to take it away? Uh, sure. Okay, so um, we play um, three agents of uh, Damned, which is the department. Chris, I can't. You got yeah, it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say we've been doing this for two years. You got it. I believe in you. <laughs> I, you got to take it. I'm, Department you know of I Adventures, okay. maintaining normality and eradicating debacles. So they Yay! are the newest agents to the department and um, as such have never had a job like this before and run into shenanigans that are appropriate for such a job where they don't read the handbook. Ah. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's kind of what um, originally caught my I think you guys got onto my radar. Did you there was you guys did a collaboration with Tabletop Titties at some point? Is that where have you guys guessed it or vice versa? Or yeah, uh, so on, um, on we've sh- had some of the titties on, um, and they're actually gonna be coming back on for a PvP fight we recently did. Um we've we've had a lot of different guests, so um we've had them on, we've had uh Bard Rock Cafe, we've had um hopefully so- or actually soon in rec- not out yet we'll have role for romance um and then uh they are no longer in their show but chaotic creations was also on at one point mm, cool yeah yeah we've we've done uh we've done a little bit with uh with there's no easy way I, you know again this is why I, we've done a little bit with titties with our with our we're familiar uh, with the titties if you <laughs> they are, wonderful <laughs> they are. <laughs> they are. Everybody loves some titties. Um, they're a fantastic group. They are the champions of our uh, Gimme the Belt fundraiser from last year. Uh, and uh, we sent our, our championship. Oh, I'm sorry, what? What was that? I said beat the brakes off of other people. Yeah, yeah. you didn't get to get beaten by them because you didn't get out of the preliminary rounds. Right. So don't, no, it's not really, it's true. not really a victory lap that you can do with that there, champ. Yeah. Um, so uh, 
The, and and then they've come on and and uh, you know we need to get them on for a rematch at at, at some point. No, we don't. Uh, no, so uh, we well, yeah, <laughs> probably do. Probably do. If if only that we had somebody on the cast that was working on on talking to people. Um. So uh, <laughs> what, so that. But then also the the um kind of bureau uh uh set up with the agents of damned is i th- i think is a really cool kind of framing device and a narrative tool for a, a dm have you guys played in other campaigns like that or is what what's what's some of the background behind the eight the, the damned part of agents of damned so i haven't ever played in a campaign like this before it's the first one where we've had like a bureaucratic agency that's kind of been like our backbone uh so it is really new for me as far as a campaign, but um, as I quickly said at the beginning, we have been going on for about two years now, and so it's definitely mm-hmm. not new anymore. Um, but yeah, it's it's not something I've encountered before. And so having something as a background to lean on for your characters and consistently reference and help aid them in character growth has been something right. that's been really unique and a really fun experience. Cool. Uh, so what... Um yeah, I think you've already talked about your your characters a little, uh, a little bit name wise. What what were their classes again? I'm sorry, we may have said that at the top, but uh, I am old and frail and don't remember very well. Um, Saint uh, is a um, rogue and a warlock. Um, mm-hmm. more warlock than rogue at this point. <laughs> yes, so, a previous warlock patron of Asmodeus, in fact. So, um, you know, that doesn't cause problems ever. Previous. <laughs> <laughs> lots, Still lots doesn't of cause problems things. ever. <laughs> did you did you come into the cast multi class or is that something that kind of developed with the character over the um over the uh, over the over the their story as their story developed over time? Yeah, definitely. So she actually started off as just like a level five rogue um, because all I've ever done is play rogues. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes, correct. Skyrim too. <laughs> all I've ever, all I ever do is play rogues. Um, well, That's but right. recently I've been getting more into um, magic characters and and magic playing characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, Jordan um, Hoshi got me uh, into thinking about becoming a warlock because of um, Seth's background storyline connection to Asmodeus, and uh, we just went from there. Um, and I actually enjoy rogue. I'm, I'm sorry, warlock way more than being a rogue and leveled up. Um, oh gosh, seven levels in it. Oh wow! Now, yeah. Nice. So I'm I'm a I'm I'm way more warlock at this point than I am rogue. <laughs> yes. It, yeah, warlocks is one of the classes that, and I actually play one in in another in another world, but. I, I'm still wrapping my head around the class a little bit. It is it is fairly unique from any of the other classes I've played in previous. I, I didn't play a ton of three point five, so I don't I, guys who play was it was there's something warlocky in three five or is that something a, a, a more of a fourth and fifth edition add? I don't recall warlocks in three five. Nah, that wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's it's got a very unique feel to it, and where it's it you know and, and the hex blade. Um, is you know I think is a good example of the way that D and D in fifth edition especially is finding ways to let you multi-class without having to multi-class you know or you mm-hmm. can work in hybrid builds within the actual class but roguelock uh, seems like a fun seems like a fun combo for sure oh yeah um, cool that's Hex- so, Hexblade is what uh, Seth ended up 
going as, right? With Warlock? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So she is a, she's a, a, a Hexblade, um, and she follows the Raven Queen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. So <laughs> then- you have a super <laughs> beguiling warlock slash rogue who can charm the pants off of anybody or lie their pants off of anybody and then stab them while they're in the process of taking their pants off. For oh, all yeah. Them. And don't, forget, don't forget that she's also able to pickpocket you while she's stabbing you because she's got a dagger of thieves. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> we love our items, especially our homebrew items, and we have so many of them we consistently forget about them. <laughs> Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not just us. It's not well, just us. Yeah, yeah. No, I, would, I, I was just going to say. So, guys on the cast, if if what you hear them describing are the magical items they put on their character sheets and then use later in the adventures, um, not the ones that they uh, go. Well, man, if I if only I'd had something that could have given me advantage on that persuasion and or intimidation check. I don't need advantage. Uh-huh. I just intimidate yeah. with these. <laughs> right wow you are betting a thousand tonight Jim. <laughs> um okay uh so christina how long have you been playing dnd uh, kind of give me your 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 intro to dnd story so i actually didn't start with dnd i actually started with riffs um as crunchy of a game oh, as no that shit. Is. yeah yes. i ran a so- multi-year campaign with riffs that's crazy yeah so um, Drew, who's one of the other players on the show, had a friend who was running a Rifts campaign when we were back in college. And so that was, oh God, um, 2014, 2015 or so. Wow. Wow. And so um, I did not initially want to play. I had like watched him and a couple of friends play D&D and I would go to their games and just kind of sit in. And I was just like, oh, I mean, I like the storytelling part of it, but I don't know how I feel about the like actually playing part of it. And he was just like, mm-hmm. I swear you'll love it. Please just play one game. And so he made the character for me. He made the person come to our apartment. The game was held at our apartment. I had no reason to not play. Um, and so they were basically like, here's a character. Please play Rifts with us. We promise you'll love it. And she was a uh, android whose name was Tia Ochocientos. And she had a really cool Jeep that we used to get out of all kinds of wild situations. And um, then when that campaign eventually ended, just because life got in the way, um, another friend was like, hey, I think I want to start running a D&D campaign. How do you guys feel? I said, is it crunchy, as crunchy as Riffs? They said, no. I said, great, I'm in. And then that yeah. just kind of kickstarted it for me probably about 2016 or so. Yeah, Riffs is definitely an interesting system. Definitely is the um, textbook example of what, power creep can do to a game system yes. um definitely has some cultural appropriation in it but man there was just, it yeah. was just bonkers i mean it was definitely a game where you could literally play as a psychic worm just as much as you could play as a giant robot pilot um without having to homebrew an ounce i mean the, the depth and breadth of the the character archetype pools that you could do with is is really kind of was always what the attraction for me of it was um but yeah it got it got Really silly, really quick on some cases. So, yes. Uh, uh, Katie, same question. How, how did how did you end up in this this situation? Um, so I'm a former theater nerd. Um, and when I was in college, uh, my theater professor back then was uh, also like hugely nerdy. I mean, like even more than um, I ever imagined that I would be. And um, he ended up uh, just like hanging out in his office, 
just throwing around some some D8s and I was curious about it. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, the, my, me and a couple of the other students um, and the theater kids are, are going to play uh, D&D after rehearsal. Do you want to come? And I was like, oh, OK, you know, I've never done that before. Let's give that a go. And um, it was 3.5. And I said my first character was a rogue. That's actually a lie. It was a ranger. Um, her she, she was a uh, elven ranger. Um, and she had a pet bear named Moonpaw that I tried to put in a bag of holding. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> tried. Tried. Emphasis. <laughs> Emphasis. <laughs> mm, okay. Nice. As long as the tried was failed. <laughs> and the, the, the tried okay. was failed. Moonpaw, <laughs> Moonpaw wound up. So it was actually... Um, I ended up having like one spell and it was like charm animal or, or uh, befriend animal or something along those lines. And I was like, can I do it? And he was like, well, I don't know. What's your arcana check? I was like, negative one. And he was like, you, you can, you can roll if you want, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, go for it. Sure enough, I rolled a natural 20 and he was like, all right, you have a pet. It's not just me. And I was like, <laughs> <Okay>. yes. <laughs> No, it's not just safe. It's not just safe. Like I've, I've, I've been very. I mean, like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, but I did sit down. I was like rolling my blood dice. I was like, before I knew a way to die, where I was like rolling them, I was rolling them, I was rolling them. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, stop! They land on 17, 18, 19, 20, almost like religiously. <laughs> Poor Hoshi lets me get away with that. I don't do, do know you, why. Do you still own those dice? Oh yeah, yes. here. Yeah, you, don't, you, you don't you don't you don't get rid of good dice like that, Jack. <laughs> you know, Your house is burning people. down. You get the dice. Sunburst, exactly. You, know, you grab this. Is, uh, this is my dice box. It's got safe on the uh, the end there. Nice. Nice. <laughs> you know, I would just be afraid of somebody, you know, finding out about my good dice and then taking them from me. <laughs> oh yeah, everyone's just trying to thieve your dice, sir. I know. You have <laughs> terrible friends or se se severe paranoia. <laughs> one of you, the you unintentional, people? unintentional. I showed you guys the twenty-sided. <laughs> <laughs> it is just instinctive. These are my, these are my girls. <laughs> that, that is true. Hoshi does let us get away with all of our crits because then, as a DM, she can play so much meaner with us and throw things at us, like intentionally targeting yeah. characters because you make a joke on someone else's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't give Turner I've, ideas. I've I've never done that. I, don't know what you're <laughs> about. I I I plead the fifth on that one. Yeah, it's um, it, you know, that's that's one of the things that because we run a, uh, a a higher powered campaign with the amount of bonkers stuff that the guys have, and, and it um, I think it's one of the things that's that's interesting about Five E about the challenge rating balance, and I know they're taking a stab at rebalancing this with Mordenkainen's, but there is a little bit of a, a a differential between power levels and character hit. Like, like the, it's just the, like the tweak between monster hit hit point pools and um, a uh, uh, yeah. Okay, so I killed one guy one time. Um, <laughs> no, you, you gotta kill. Give him, you gotta give him the you highlight. You kill one dragonborn. Um, uh, you kill one dragonborn. Uh, but um, you definitely. But it seems the like there's a little bit of differential there. And yeah, I end up. Have go end up going a little bit beefier hit point pool with monsters just to uh, to keep uh, to keep some balance with with the stuff the guys have had. So it's it's I think it's a unique problem of five E right now with some of the hit pools with 
with the way that they balance out versus character HP. Uh, Katie, I heard you say uh, your teacher was way more nerdier than what made you think, what made you think he was way more nerdy? What did he do that made him <laughs> way more nerdy than you possibly could have ever said yourself? Um, so he uh, was a Trekkie for one thing, um, oh. even worked on the sets. Um, he, I, I mean, like he, a freaking huge Trekkie. I mean, this guy <laughs> had like a signed and sealed, like a beautiful, pristine jersey, just like, like not like a jersey. You know what that? You know what I mean? Like a the 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 uh the Trek shirts the jumpsuits like signed away in a shadow box yes thank you (laughs) signed away in his red like a in a shadow box in his office um and i like besides that like his office when you walked in his entire bookshelf at least two shelves in his office were um just like dnd books like different Different versions of D and D, um, different rule books, different months like books on monsters. Um, he and so like the worst part is he got me into it, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> he got me into all of it. Um, Star That's- Trek, Star Wars, D and D. Uh, he brought sci fi into my life, and it made it a whole lot better. <laughs> Come um, to us. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not Come anime yet, I hope. Katie. Please tell me you haven't Come gone down to anime. Oh, there we go. It was, was just to spark those two. It was just to get those guys around. You, you guys leave must anime not have alone. Seen, you guys must not have seen my most recent Twitter profile pic because um, it's me cosplaying Will Antonio Zapelli from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Phantom Blood. <laughs> I, I mean, literally just started JoJo's last night. Wait, wait. How far? How did? How much of JoJo's did you start? Did you like the first, like first season JoJo? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you I just started go, JoJo's so. last night. Yeah, I know. You got ways I, to go. So. I'm like four episodes in so far. Corbett, no, Corbett so wait. Keep, oh. So you you would have met my darling boy, Will Antonio Zapelli. Sama. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I had to take a second to get the character name to recognize, but yes, I did. Yeah, uh, Nikki. For the record, nothing's wrong with anime, but shit talking is the only way to get these guys involved with the cast. I'm yeah. always hey. involved. I'm Whoa. here. I'm here. If I'm here, I'm involved. I mean, I'm we can just start talking bad about Tom Brady. If if you're here, yeah. Well, see, no. you, don't get, you don't even get a word from him from Tom even Brady. That, even just that was a, a smug smirk. smirk. Yeah. We're talking about Jamie in the middle, who usually yeah. offers maybe about seven words wow, per episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Vinnie Jones in a '90s uh, action movie. Like yeah, they the, show up in one, one one line per movie. Yeah, the, the, the chat was joking about Jamie's contract thing. He only he could only, he only say three words. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, you, can the, you can hear the gears. You can see the gears moving. You can't think of anything to say. I, I, Look at his face. I, I, I'm just he's doing just, it he's out of spite. Down yeah. on the silence at this point. Yeah, yeah he's like, screw you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's a character act. It's a character trait. Now, Katie, you build dollhouses. Is that correct? I do. Yeah, I um I have been in love with dollhouses ever since I was a little girl. Um, I love miniatures. Um, my dad and I built a dollhouse together when we were. Uh, when I was a little girl, we never really finished it though. And so I kind of had like this longing of, I never finished my dollhouse. 
Um, and so I wound up going online and just buying one of those kits that you can buy for on the, the uh, Greenleaf site mm-hmm. um, and put that together. And I loved that so much that I wound up getting a much more intricate one from um, Hobby Lobby. I think it's the Painted Lady in Hobby Lobby. And I've got that about halfway built. I didn't know they made dollhouse dollhouse brothels because I mean the painted lady really does sound like it's oh, more it, a little bit a little bit on the more like risque one. side. It looks okay, like one. Okay. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, okay, so so the, on the website it kind of reminds me a little bit of the house from Charmed, like the original Charmed series back in the '90s, '90s, the early 2000s, and mm-hmm. um, so it's a beautiful little little Victorian house. Um, this house has painted- ghosts. I'm looking Definitely. at the picture. This house has ghosts. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Your dollhouse kit comes pre-haunted. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, I, you know, I'll, I'll just curse people to, you know, like walk around it. Like they just wake up in my dollhouse one day like, wait, how did I get here? <laughs> Christina, you, your bio mentions cosplay. Do you normally do fantasy characters? What, or what are, what, are, what are your favorite characters to, to cosplay? Anime characters. <laughs> no. It varies. Um, definitely, I lean more towards animated characters. So we do a mm-hmm. lot of Studio Ghibli cosplays. Um, we definitely have done some comic book characters. Uh, one of my favorite ones that I've done myself like completely was Jewel. Um, so like Luke Cage and Jewel. Um, mm. So that was pretty interesting. Um, I've done... Number one from the kids next door. That one was really fun and interesting. And bald caps are awful. And I don't think I'll ever do it again, but <laughs> it was an experience. And then I've done Pokemon trainers. So like the Pokemaniacs, um, all, all of those kinds of fun things. But I definitely tend to lean more towards animated characters as far as the cosplays that I like to do. So if you were going to give Harland tips on cosplaying as a tiefling, <laughs> could you get, could you give Harland some, some cosplay? tiefling cosplay tip depends on what your tiefling looks like and what you're trying to do with it but i mean yeah mostly em- mostly embarrass harland for dressing to make him dress up as a uh, as a tiefling but um you're you're a standard asmodian tiefling uh i think you've described G- give us the give us the todd description there Harlan. oh boy <laughs> you got you those do? cloven hooves i've got i've got I've, like i said i i believe it's five seven a strong five seven five eight okay Five eight. Five, this eight. strong. Got your own height. Oh. Listen, listen. It depends He's on. Shrinking. It depends on what I'm wearing. The shoes that I'm wearing. Sometimes I wear lips. Does he wear lips. Didn't even tell anyone that. Didn't even tell anyone that. Like, and I, see, the funny thing is. I have I have my character pictured one way in my head, but the way he's portrayed in these leather pants, I would never wear leather pants on my character. But if apparently it's canon, then my character wears leather pants. That feels <laughs> familiar, and I don't know why, Katie. <laughs> I, you know what? Listen, just because Safe canonically has cake. <laughs> does not mean that I would absolutely not stuff a pair of pantaloons full to make it look like I also have the same amount of cake. <laughs> like we're just we're we're talking about the fact that first of all, like me cosplaying safe, I can't cosplay safe. I'm five foot tall, and I'd have to have st- stilt. She is canonically six foot two, six foot three, I'm and 16. I am not. <laughs> 
<laughs> my character's five. So yeah. you're going to cost Lacey. <laughs> it's, the, it's the opposite direction. We need to do a trade. This is very clear because Todd is canonically five eight. Uh, the heels add another inch or two, <laughs> and then the horns get him up to six feet. Is the like the very first thing you say is this character? I'm a strong five eight. Then the heels add another inch or two, <laughs> and then the horns get me up, come up through the hat to give me about. Uh, so, uh, and you're six two in real life. So I think we've got a cosplay, a cosplay swap. I think I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do a trade. And <laughs> um, that really is the first thing he says about Todd. That's amazing. <laughs> I know, like, 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 that's his first move. Uh, so um, you guys both, do you feel there's a uh, a difference between table uh, how you play? like at a table outside of the podcast and how you play in the podcast, or is it pretty much, Hey, whenever you roll up to the table, this is what, this is what you're bringing. Or, you know, is your, are your pot, are your podcast D and D characters a little bit different from your, your home game D and D character? I'm a lot more mm -hmm. confident on recording than I am in person. Um, <laughs> like I, I, I can just like, we'll be going through a scene and we'll film. I mean, we'll record for five, to six sometimes eight hours in a day and come up with like i mean like you know we'll do like two episodes in a day right and, and come up with like two hours of of footage each um but that's still you know eight hours of recording and and two hours of footage each um because there's an after show thrown in there too that we we do so it's not mm -hmm. like full recording and then that because we'll do the recording and after show and then if we're doing another mm -hmm. recording we'll do that recording and then that after show yeah Still, but, still, eight hours is a grind. Mm -hmm. Kudos to you guys. We don't usually go that 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 long. I'd say it's usually more like four or five. Yeah, four or five. Um, the longest we've gone is we've done a full day's recording. Yeah, that was are you, um, are you, long. Are you guys doing um, monthly? How how frequently I'm, is that? Uh, every other Friday. It is every other every other uh, or every other Sunday we record. Um, yeah, we record every other Sunday, and then the show releases every other Friday. So yeah. I would say that our lead time is about three months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I was going to say, I'm sorry, I was going to say that, um, you know, like that, when we're in that recording session, we're able to like stop and be like, wait, hang on a minute. I want to I want to do that line differently. I want to mm -hmm. make Safe sound tougher, or I want to make <laughs> Safe more aggressive, or um, eh, I don't know, I got way too emotional there. Let me back that up a bit. Um and and you know when we're in person it's more like I, i'm i'm a i'm a rather meek anxious person i'm sure you guys probably picked <laughs> up on that a little um you know so like when i'm in person playing a game i'm a, I'm, I'm the same way my characters are usually pretty meek and mousy and quiet um so i i'm a little bit more um uh ag aggressive i guess with recording than i am playing in person games that's cool. I have the opposite feeling. I'm oh, sorry. No, 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 that's fine. You can continue. I was. You were saying you were the opposite, Christina. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I'm a little bit of a method person. So when it's an in-person recording, I'm over here and I'll have characters. So if they're curious, they're like, "Ooh, what's going on? What you doing?" And they're mm -hmm. like, "I'm very like method with characters." And so if I'm at a table, it's a little bit more of a physical role play with everyone else at a table and since we yeah. are audio only and we don't usually have our video on unless there's a specific reason or i'm being a complete and total jerk and i'm uh, messing with our dm by um doing things that uh will upset them like having dinosaurs behind because dinosaurs are my 
favorite thing to torture him with. Um, (laughs) um, Usually we don't have our video on. And so there's a little bit of that method taken out. And so it's more of in the voice. And I have maybe five accents I can do. And so (laughs) then it is a little bit less for Mm -hmm. me since I don't have that method to lean on. Yeah, that's guys, you tell me that's been a little bit of an adjustment for you guys go transitioning and getting for my experienced players getting used to the performative podcast piece as opposed to the strategic square counting D D piece yeah yeah for me it was the fact that i now have to be entertaining like when i play <laughs> <laughs> when i play well, my try house, when try i play to my, be entertaining let's be honest this is true <laughs> uh but yeah when i play at my house it's just like it's not a concern i'm just trying to and Mind you, we play in us playing Meat Grinder, Tomb Annihilation. I'm trying to survive. Like, right. <laughs> so, uh, it's more about that. And um, so, yeah, that, that was a transition of like making sure that when I do talk and say things that it, like it, I'm painting the picture for the people who are listening, which is not something I care to do playing at the house. Mm. And for me, um, getting into like, into character was an experience because before like yeah like like me and anthony uh we were playing you know, like very strategic very survival oriented dnd but then like being in a situation where that wasn't so much the focus is like okay how do i give this person that i'm representing now a personality and the weird part is now like i'm an idiot but my character is really <laughs> really smart so <laughs> uh, so well, he's trying he to pick that on is. tape he says he is. Um, yeah, we've got that on tape, Jamie. Don't play that back. Um, that's going to be my ringtone. So tr- trying to pretend to be smart for my character has been uh, it's been been fun. This is all I've ever played. Um, this game right here, right now. The funny thing is, I don't know if I could play any other character not like myself. Like, it's, like yeah. I'm just I don't have that kind of acting chops. I can try. I can think about my character, but it's going to be Harlan in pretty much every character <laughs> I have. And that's, I'm trying to change that, but I, I, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can do that. And kudos to people who can, I, I, I've listened to Turner do his voices. Uh, you said you have five different accents you can go to. I've heard Jamie try to start with voices, but come back with nothing. Uh, so, 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 uh, <laughs> one you time. guys are picking on Jamie yeah. hardcore over here. Everyone gets a day. Kudos to you guys who can do it because I just, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's just not me. Not yeah. a talent I have. Sp- Spirit, spirited animosity is the glue that holds our podcast together. True. So, and friendship. Um, and friendship. And friendship, yeah. And friendship. And, friendship and uh, bourbon. And bourbon. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, it was, it, it was funny that, you know, Harland had definitely a lot of podcast experience, but zero D&D experience coming into the cast. Um, uh, and uh, Jamie had played a little bit and had also had podcast experience. Both of my experienced podcasters bailed on doing a voice instantly <laughs> yeah uh, where my experienced D players who'd never been on a podcast have managed to stick with their voices uh a year year into the podcast so uh so yeah good job good job guys voices are fun when you can nail them it. like if you can actually mm-hmm. get them right they're really fun to do like i really like safe's voice honestly and genuinely it's yeah. one of my favorite ones i think on the show Maybe a hey, from Big Betty. But... <laughs> I appreciate that. I uh, I like your voice too, Christina. 
That's oh, an thanks, awesome voice. Thanks, <laughs> That's an awesome voice. That is, like, that is truly impressive. It's um, so I didn't good. It's just that... like this like kitty sounding shouty voice without peaking, and I love it. I love when mm-hmm. I have shouty voices that don't peak. <laughs> yeah, being able to modulate it right in that right space. Yeah, it's the the for me the tough thing is the voices I do they don't see for three months in between each time. So it's like, Oh God, I've got to start keeping a voice log of my character voices because there's a couple. I remember like spooky Leo. I will never forget spooky Leo. Uh, spooky. He, he was 10 seconds of a show and he's a friggin' a favorite in the discord. He did surprisingly well in our NPC, Mary fuck kill poll, um, <laughs> which is really weird for me. Um, spooky Leo. Fun. He's a, he's a goblin. Uh, he's been struck by lightning a lot. Um, Poor Leo on our on our Zeppelin episode. It's for it was for the church. It was it was it was on top. It was it was he was just totally. so. Uh, another thing that kind of jumped up when I was when I was looking at you guys, guys. You guys also have a fantasy version of McDonald's. Yes. Uh, so that's that's the so Faye Donalds or McCobolds. We we are fans <laughs> of McCobolds. You guys do Faye Donalds. Tell me a little yeah. bit about Faye Donalds. Well, Faye Donald's has the worst cinnamon fries ever. And if you ever go and you eat there, then do not get the cinnamon fries because you will be very sorely disappointed. <laughs> but nice. um, if McCobolds has cinnamon fries that are good, then we'll we'll talk. <laughs> I have no yeah. room to talk. I enjoy Big Betty's. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, Big Betty's does but- have accurate Faye food, so I am partial to her. Well, my uh, my personal recommendation from McCobolds is uh, you must try try the uh, the big McCold. Um, it's got a wonderful sauce on it that I just I cannot recommend highly enough. I'm mean, just you you get a little bit of it and you just will not stop. <laughs> Possibly to your own detriment. I like the soda. Mm. Uh, yeah, some, it, uh, somebody in the chat wants to know more about Big Betty's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so oh, Big Betty. Big Betty is um, one of our uh, most beloved NPCs. She's a sea hag um, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. a um, impressive palate uh, and ability to cook. And um, if we Electra. eat her food, we y- yeah. If we <laughs> eat her food, we either get very, very, very amazing buffs or uh, very, very not amazing nerfs. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it is lots of con saving throws. And we also have um, the bar at Big Betty's is run by Sweetie Puffy Boy, a.k.a. Spib, who is a puffer fish. And nice. they also have drinks that either grant you amazing boons or horrible, horrible things like starting off with two failed death saving throws um, or passing all <laughs> saves basically by having evasion, but for any saving throw that you do. So. And if you should listen to the music played by a pair of disembodied hands, Eleanor. Well, Eleanor, yep. Then, <laughs> you know, you will get advantage on a couple of throws here and there. Wait, that's no, not actually, right. that's not right. They add proficiency. So uh, anything you're not proficient, you, proficient in, now you are proficient. And then anything you are already proficient in, you now have expertise in. Anything you have expertise mm-hmm. in, you don't get anything added to. So, no. Um, you Again, we, yeah, you get good, and subsequently, um, we deal with more and more and more and more horrible things that are trying to murder our characters. So, <laughs> you know, trade-offs. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
No, that sounds like an awesome. So, do you guys do a, a lot of stuff in the Feywild, or is it more <laughs> Feywild coming into the real world? Ooh, the Feywild. <laughs> we've gone, we've gone a couple of times at least. Um, yeah. gone twice. Uh, followed us out a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um. So. When Tara is the shepherd of the Fae in our podcast, which is basically like the alternate form of a uh, material plane human who had gone over to the Feywild to basically form a bridge between the two realms. And so at mm-hmm. birth, she was basically granted um, a, uh, I, I'd say boon by some of the lords and ladies to basically, if she so chooses to also act as a bridge from the Feywild to the material plane. And so we deal with a lot of and can call on them as needed um and subsequently they can call on us as they may need for things that are going on it's um it's less of like the spooky feywild that i think a lot of people do and kind of more of like alice in wonderland feywild in our show mm-hmm. that's the best kind of feywild mm-hmm. that uh yeah I, i'm a i'm a i i am a much bigger fan of the um lethal funhouse feywild than the spoopy Irish Moors Feywild, um, just the, the bright colors and uh, and and poisonous sugar windows, basically. Um, yes. So, uh, uh, so nice hey rooms. guys, I got the diabetes. Chat. If you guys want to start spinning up some questions, um, we are uh, we are getting towards the the tail end. Um, so uh, let's start uh, drumming up some questions from the chat side of things, uh, guys. Uh, around the panel, do you guys have any uh, questions, uh, Jamie? <laughs> well, just throwing Jamie under the bus yep. right off nope. the bat. <laughs> yeah. He had 30 something minutes to think of something. It better be poignant. The words that come out of his mouth better be very poignant. <laughs> Listen, I, I got nothing. Oh. <laughs> he's, still, he's still basking in the. Basking in the glow of Mage Handy on the most recent episodes. It's like, dude, you can't coast on that for an entire, more than one episode, so just for the record. <laughs> you guys said you do um you do PVPs with other other people? How good are you guys? Not, I, oh. <laughs> not constantly. So uh me and Hoshi are the only two that actually really like PVP. And even then Hoshi's mm-hmm. kind of like lukewarm about it. Um I love PVP because I actually sometimes like the crunch of that kind of stuff, but um Katie and Drew hate it. <laughs> oh, okay. That's why you guys are here on Guest Quest instead of Fight Night. I, mm. I see. Uh-huh. I see. How it <laughs> makes sense now. All right. Mm. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's murder time over, over where we're at. <laughs> Anytime we can get a PvP going, it's we're ready. You guys are one in one MBR for the one. season. I wouldn't <laughs> get really too, I wouldn't get too full of yourself. Harlan didn't even he, show up. No, I did. Right? No, I didn't. Yeah. But I, yeah, that's, that's what true. we're about. We're but about, what I'm learning is that we can use Christina as a, as a ringer, huh? Bring her in. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it like Absolutely. <laughs> Especially if you need a druid. I'm all for being the person summons like 17 animals on the field. Let's go. That's not how math works, but you know. <laughs> I, I support you guys 100%. I hope you guys have fun. That is just. Why is it, why is it not your cup of tea? Listen, like, I enjoy a good game of laser tag with a couple of friends where I can shoot you over a ledge and laugh about it. (laughs) But, like, when I'm walking around in this, like, virtual world, like, the last thing, I don't know, like, I can't even, I'm not very good at, like, horror games either, honestly. Like, I I like playing them for the thrill, but um, 
I get spooked easy. And <laughs> PvP, I don't know. It just stresses me out. Just makes me anxious. There's, there's a bit of pressure to it. I, I feel Yeah. Well, I think at the table, it, it it's one of those things that I think has to be covered in a session zero as to whether or not it's acceptable at a table table. Mm-hmm. Which is why when we when we kind of set up fight nights, we got so much interest from players because it was like, hey, we don't normally get to do this in a uh, in a venue that doesn't create animosity. Like this is this is really mm-hmm. just WWE style. Come in, talk smack, throw down, no hard feelings at the end of it. If you're if you're stabbing people in your campaign, <laughs> you deserve what you get. I mean, that's it's, yes. that, that is very traditionally a, a a dick move. A question from the chat. Uh, uh, now that Christina and Katie have both recorded their second arc, what do you think Hoshi has for you and Arlo's arc? I really, really, really hope we get to see the ultimate meetup of Snapdra Aegon and what happens when Arlo's ruse of not working at the clinic uh, over in Kiani Falls comes to fruition because that's going to be amazing. And I also really hope we get to see more of Arlo's ex and that she shows up somewhere because that was so funny when we had to deal with Arlo's ex on a uh, butt dial, drunk dial. Oh, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so that being said, that actually kind of transitions into what I wanted to ask is like, y'all, I listened to some of like y'all's recaps and things and y'all do like romances and flirting and like, how does that kind of dynamic work? We're 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 too busy punching people in the face to really slow down <laughs> <laughs> enough to have a romance. Right. So I'm just curious, romance. how does that work? <laughs> do you- Most romance, nothing, nothing. That, that was going to sound bad. Nope, stopped it. Stopped mm-hmm. it right there. Stopped it Excellent. right there. Next, continue. We do have a good two minutes of Jazz and Jamie giving each other a back rub in the last episode. So I would argue. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. That um, we've made time for it, uh, but, but no, that is a good question. Yeah. That does, is a good that question. How do you, I mean? How do you do? You, how? Yeah. How, how do you guys work that out in the campaign? Um, it usually just falls right into place. Um, most of the time we don't even know it's happening. Um, I kind of like, for example. Well, I forced my character's relationship with her NPC. I basically said, all right, safe, safe likes this character. That's it. That's that's all there is to it. And my DM was like, all right, okay, <laughs> sure. Why not? I'm literally sending him like picture after picture of me, like drawing them, kissing and like making out. And, and, and she's just like, oh. Okay, like that's that's <laughs> lovely, and I'm like I'm guessing by your defeated uh, demeanor that it's canon, and you know she's just like yeah, yeah, it's it's canon. Well, um, we haven't we haven't found out if it's officially officially canon. It's just strongly assumed. Strongly <laughs> assumed is a good way to put it. Um, and as for uh, other relationships like um, bookworm and. Uh, our Winterra that just kind of blossomed over time like it wasn't kind expected of, or kind, yeah kind of accidentally because that one started by bringing a girl a flower from your home forest that's your favorite flower and not realizing that could be construed as flirting and then spending more time with them because they taught you cool things about dinosaurs and then eventually being <laughs> like yeah I like you more as a friend and then never following up on that so we don't know if they're actually dating or not we just know they both like each mm. other <laughs> uh, fantasy friend zoned 
friend zoned. We don't know. Yeah, I think. I think part of the trouble is you guys don't because of the nature of the pentahedron situation and the fact that you guys are always on the move. You don't settle in with a lot of NPCs more than once. I think Ognum is really the only regular recurring NPC that that we've seen in in the he's main taken. cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's married. He's married. His, <laughs> yeah. his husband carries a big hammer too. He's not fooling around. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, he's a hammer aficionado. Um, and great at baking. Um, uh, uh, so I'm trying to think of any other kind of recurring other than people whose lives you've destroyed, uh, who may or may not be plotting your revenge of other recurring NPCs. <laughs> um, the, the gnomish mechanic that Harland inevitably are inadvertently signed up to be a motocross racer for, uh, <laughs> last episode, um, will be back. Spoilers. And I think we'll, will probably end up being uh that's not, not too much of a spoiler um <laughs> it's in the first episode first downtime episode of the second arc um uh Baba and the, the acetar Baba and the acetar have a good have a uh, <laughs> have a good professional uh working relationship like um, professional or professional Baba <laughs> has other yes. concerns at the moment <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll have to see what blue, what does love bloom in the, in the forge, uh, once, uh, Baba gets his, his work done, uh, on, on the way back. But, um, look, all I'm saying uh, is when he, you're over a forge and you're leaning a certain way, sometimes you can be thick with four C's. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, uh, he is half man, half horse. He's not called um, so nothing. Th- yeah, there's, <laughs> nope. uh, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of material to mine there. there I never, is, uh, I never, never imagined that my character would end up being the thickest one on the cast. <laughs> Canonically, by role. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so you rolled for thickness. I rolled oh it in the two miles. Yep. <laughs> we had someone try that too. Didn't <laughs> it, it, was it was girth. It was girth. We have a roll for girth very early on in the um in the episode, uh in the series. It does not go well. Oh, oh the, the the chat pointed out the prehensile tail. I do. She does. She has a prehensile tail. <laughs> Sleep upside down in trees, like a uh, like a uh, like a possum. <laughs> yeah, we. I think we recently established that uh, Todd canonically suffers from shrinkage with his tail in cold weather. Right? Is that? I think I'm, I'm not even sure what context that came up in, but there was definitely tiefling shrinkage is now a canonical issue in our in our campaign. Okay. Um, uh, roll for thickness, Barbate Nikki. Uh, does anybody else have any questions on, on the panel or on the chat? You gotta polish your horn more often, man. Duly <laughs> <laughs> noted. <laughs> Horn polish. Do you use a special type of polish? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it, it's self made. Oh, okay. <laughs> Homebrewed oil of slipperiness <laughs> usually works best. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I'll hook you up with my friend Jasper. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. uh, Moyle's always got a lot of hammer wax laying around. I believe so. Mm-hmm. That's true. So there's oh, there's always more than an ample supply of hammer wax in the Winamaja. So. Uh, let me see if uh, Jamie, not nothing, buddy. No. Nothing. We're gonna nothing. <laughs> you're just you're, you're gonna save it for the final closeout question. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then the last one that I had, I, I think you talked about riffs uh, already. But uh, what other TTRPGs have you guys have have you guys played that you enjoy? Ooh. Okay, uh, Katie. I know you have a good one, so I don't mm-hmm. know if you want to start on this question. 
Um, I play, um, I always, I always mix it up with, uh, uh, Galaxy's Edge, but it's Edge of Empire. Um, it's the Star Wars, uh, system. Mm -hmm. And I have a freaking blast with that system. Um, my, uh, ex-partner got me into it and, um, bless him for it because, oh, I, such a blast the characters i made are so memorable i love them i had a uh a starfleet um captain whose son was a jedi that went missing um after the order was dropped and she'd spent her whole life looking for him she ended up getting chased by um stormtroopers and this uh woman who owned a racetrack loved her the way she zoomed by the city, getting away from the stormtroopers so much, hired her to be a racer. And uh, I ended up winning like a big race and a lot of money out of that. And um, that was the last time we actually played that campaign. But I would go back in a, in a heartbeat. I would go back. It was a Ooh. fun campaign. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think for me, it's a lot of the Powered by the Apocalypse systems. There's quite a few of them that I've really enjoying. Mm. Um, and then. Also, Thirsty Sword Lesbians has been so much fun. I've done a couple of one-shots that I've run. I haven't gotten to play it yet, but it was such a fun experience being a D, uh, like a DM that was just like, yeah, what do you do? That and was fun. not having to roll like at all. That was a really fun experience to do for GMing. Um, and then, yeah, riffs. But primarily my life has been D&D since discovering D&D. Um, I'm interested yeah. to see what comes with the next edition whenever that happens. Because since 5e has been the only edition of D&D I've played, I'm not really sure what else mm -hmm. to expect. I think we're probably two years out. Anthony, you got to read on that as far as... Um, uh, it seems like uh, I trust <laughs> your pacing on that. It, <laughs> it feels like we're in that transition over the next two years between 5.5 and them to start playtesting 6. If I had to guess a, a timeline. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm kind of hearing rumors of mm -hmm. there's like kind of a 5.5 kind of mm -hmm. redo coming through. Um, but yeah, I don't have a beat on when six would come through. Though. Yeah, it, it feels like Mordenkainen's is their attempt to scrub uh, a, a port, want to realign things more with the Tasha's rules regarding uh, regarding lineages, but then also to start to make some of the basics setting agnostic. So they mm -hmm. can focus more on um, individual world books, um, kind of, kind of the riffs, kind of publishing model, uh, and then and then iterate forward, kind of an individual rule chunks, so, so that they don't necessarily have to re-release the settings every time they publish a new rules edition, which is smart from a from a structure standpoint um, for for a game publisher, but it also means that. Um, It'll be another two or three years before Spelljammer comes back out. So we we don't yeah. we won't get D and D uh, ma mainstream Watsy D and D in space for a while. So. No, and yes, Zork Fox. We know you love. They love Dark Sun. <laughs> <laughs> it has been interesting though on our games getting to watch what they're doing as they're trying to integrate D and D into space because that's something I know a lot of people are starting to do. Although with the recent changes that have happened in some of the modules that are like the the recent three pack that the name is escaping me at Monsters of the Multiverse, um, mm -hmm. like that thing they did where they changed your number of times you can do certain things based off of your character's features that they just have as like race class like race abilities. Um, yeah. Now it's based off of your um, proficiency bonus I think uh, yeah. instead of just being like so many times a day and I think that's interesting <laughs> as certain tables are adapting it and then other tables are not 
and yeah. seeing how that's going to happen as 5e is still 5e. Yeah, Lewd that's, grannies. Oh, that was I a one too. That was to, a fun I one. had to throw it in there. Lewd grannies. If you haven't yes. heard of it, you got to look it up. It is fantastic. I'm I'm afraid to Google. It's it's a really really <laughs> fun one. It was really good. We did a one shot with it um, for our Valentine's Day special, and that was a lot of fun. You you basically like roll your character. It's very simple character creation, and then everything from there on out is a d twenty on a bingo card. And so mm-hmm. it's oh wow, that's so awesome. Much fun. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I okay, played Delma Binkley. Kinkies. <laughs> 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 There's nothing more that I want to do to, to run this group through uh, a lewd granny <coughs> session now. Nothing more. Uh, just to hear their horny granny voices. Uh, <laughs> wrapping up real quick with questions from the chat. Uh, Dreekin asks, <clears throat> have you guys uh, read any good books lately? Uh, he could always use some recommendations. Uh, so so la- last book you would recommend? The Night and Its Moon, I believe, is the name of the most recent book I've read. It was a very good um, indie fantasy book that is LGBTQ plus friendly and it has a multi-series part. The rest of the book should be releasing later and it is a very interesting tale. Um, Like I'd say magic light, um, not quite as magic intensive as things like the inheritance cycle, but definitely left me feeling like I used to feel when I was initially going through the inheritance cycle as a kid. Cool. Guys, any last minute questions for the panel before we before we ramp up? I, I did have one just because I noticed as we were kind of going uh, through the conversation that we had a little bit of a theme going. We touched on some of the pillars of, you know, nerddom. We covered our TTRPGs. We covered our, our pop culture stuff. Video games. Mm. Do you do the two of you game at all? And if so, what are your favorites? A little bit. Uh, game Blight, Stardew Valley, Animal Crossing. Mario Kart. I'll beat some butt on Mario Kart. <laughs> it's like will. my game she to go absolutely to. Absolutely will. I uh, um, I work for a Jamie, panel no, company. Nothing, Jamie. Nothing. I'm trying Jamie. not to talk shit about Mario Kart. I'm really good at Mario Kart. What do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> you probably beat me. I'm I'm good, but I'm not like that that good. I don't compete with anyone online. But I will say that while I was at a work party, I did manage to beat a bunch of electricians who thought they knew what they were doing, and all of us were way too intoxicated to help ourselves. And I got in first place on Rainbow Road. <laughs> And they couldn't even come in first, like eight. So I will say that's <laughs> nice. <a> good <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Rainbow Road is where they they uh, uh, separate the pros from the amateurs. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> that yes. is for sure. Wait, which Rainbow Road though? OG Rainbow Road? Oh, don't be a real Rainbow Road pedant. They all suck. <laughs> come on, guys. Good God. This particular one was the GameCube Rainbow Road that we were on. Gotcha. Yeah. And then Katie has oh, some okay. fun games that she's been playing too. Is that is that a real animal? It it is. Like oh, that's right. We, we like almost forgot to ask about yeah. your hedgehog. Yes. So please tell us about your hedgehog. Uh, so um, this is Bandit and he is a African pygmy hedgehog. He is a, about um, 14 months old. He is a pinto colored hedgehog. So he's black and white spotted instead of the typical tan color and hmm. He's my buddy, so you can see that he's just kind of letting me do whatever. Yeah, I named him Bandit because he stole my heart. That's that's adorable. Uh, I'm trying to remember what kid's show had a hedgehog on it. uh, Sonic? Sonic the Hedgehog? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, 
No, I am old. It was like probably like one of those uh, the things they spin and they make the pictures animate. Uh, mm. whatever the, the, uh, the, the, the Garo types or whatever. All right, gang, uh, th- we do have a hard out. I'm sorry. We do have to write up. You guys have been absolute blast and we absolutely, we, we really appreciate you guys coming on. We've got yes. our Patreon joint oh, no. qu- quarterly. We have our patrons come on, uh, and do a, uh, do a session with us. So, uh, we've got to wrap up. Is that another animal back there? What is that? Is that a cat? Yeah. Is attacking your- what Did is- the cat and the hedgehog get along? Um, he is actually super protective of my hedgehog. So yeah, he, 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 I've got another cat sitting in the window behind my computer. Um, ah, okay. <laughs> and he's he's very protective of the hedgehog from that other cat. <laughs> well, cool. Thank you. So, guys, real quick, tell us where every. I mean, I, I'm assuming the answer is typically Zeppelin everywhere podcasts are found. Um, but uh, did you say Leonard Skinner is the cat's name? Uh, Le- Leonard Skinner and Zeppelin. Ah, there you go. Good, good both. Sorry, good bye guys. Good names. So, uh, real quick, where can they find you guys again? Just give them your 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 socials and your uh, uh, where your podcast can be found. Yeah, so you can find me at Greekachu on pretty much any social media, and then on Twitter you can find Katie at Missy Mystery M Y S S Y Mystery, and then uh, Agents of Damned is at Agents of D on Twitter, at Agents of Damned pretty much everywhere else. We also are on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Although my Facebook skills have been kind of lacking lately, um, and we are always open to doing collaborations or just chatting or anything else. And then we also have a Discord. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yes. Well, we- Absolutely appreciate you coming on to the show. We definitely want to get you back for for a fight night, Christina, even if we have to put together uh, a team uh, or have you come on and be a ringer with the, because uh, Lord knows our guys could use some help. Um, <laughs> I will gladly uh, throw some spice in anytime you need it. <laughs> there we go. Right on, guys. Well, uh, thank you so much for, for joining us. We absolutely appreciate it. As always, chat, thank you for coming here. One last question, of course, for the panel. Because I always ask a, a, a last moment question. If your character had to work for a bureaucratic agency in the real world, what, where, where would your character's day job be in a real world bureaucracy? Anthony, you know, you're always first, buddy. What, where's Baba? Where's Baba spending his time in real world, real, real world bureaucracy is a phrase I cannot say fastly, quickly. Uh bureaucracy oh man um i don't know god he's probably somewhere lifting something i don't know uh amazon (laughs) i I would have said crossing guard baba would be a great crossing guard man he would absolutely be a great crossing guard um but amazon warehouse worker okay that's, that's definitely soul crushing uh jazz what do you got for fate so because of the fact that fate's a know-it-all and knows everybody should be doing everything he's going to be like a safety inspector somewhere showing oh, up and yeah just bothering the shot of everybody he, he works for osha fate working yes. for osha is the correct answer that is absolutely right jamie what do you got uh, I was going to say animal control, uh, probably, probably the right one. Yeah. Uh, uh, Eldrin's got some big dog catcher energy. Uh, Harlan, close us out. Uh, uh, Texas Ranger, uh, Walker, Walker style. No, no, yes, no, Todd could never cast a background check. Number one. <laughs> Number two, you know those leather pants wouldn't cut it in Texas. Oh, so, chaps! I gotta ride the horses, chaps. Mm-hmm. Oh my go. god! Okay, brown house right. the whole nut. <laughs> <laughs>
just just how lamely you spun in the chair. I'll allow it. I'll allow it on that note. So, uh, uh, Christina, uh, Katie, thank you again for joining us. We absolutely appreciate it. Chat, thank you for popping in. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed the show. Make stream in now. Push the button until it stops and goes away. <laughs>